0: Yourself. Oh my goodness, of course he wants to change that about himself. What we know in this field is that people do want couple restoration. Sex addicts do want individual, personal recovery. This is not a situation where people want to continue the behaviors. Once they get it, once they've been discovered, once they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're willing to do what it takes as long as they can figure out where to go and how to get that done. And so I'm amazed that sex addicts can follow the 10 tools of recovery and feel so free, relieved and encouraged by the new sense of themselves. It is absolutely amazing. Now, the relational recovery, not so much. I mean, that's the tougher of the two. I'm going to tell you, um, many of you have heard Marnie Freaker's uh, podcast. She does that with Dwayne, and it's helping couples heal. Sounds a lot like my book, doesn't it? And Marnie and I decided to get together and offer a workshop online December 4th from 9 to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we're looking at 12 to 7 Eastern Standard Time. we're going to be teaching couples to um, learn how to do empathy so that they can promote understanding and healing. and I want to teach shame resilience because I know that that's really, really tough to get past the shame when you're working on your coupleship and she doesn't seem to be getting better. And then we want to talk about how do you get through the grief, right? Many of you have not been taught as couples, how to work through the grief and the anger and the mourning that occurs at what you thought you had, what you wanted to have, and what you fear you won't have. And so we're going to be doing some anger work at this workshop. I'm exploring, how are we going to do that? You know, interestingly enough, it, it, you don't have to be a couple to come to this workshop. We're inviting couples. You can be an individual, maybe you're the addict wanting to learn skills, or maybe you're the partner wanting to know what she should expect. Bottom line is, if you're interested in this workshop or if you want more information, because you know I'm going to be teaching alongside Marnie Breaker, and we're going to be teaching recovery tools that can improve intimacy and connection, you need to go to the following email address Meredith M-E-R-E-D I T H at L A C R H And if you reserve early by October 9th, you get fifty dollars off. So again, that's Marnie Breeker and myself putting together a workshop on December fourth. For couples, but at the same time what I know to be true is that um, you can be an individual person and come to this workshop, too, and get a lot out of it. There aren't enough couples' workshops that focus on safety and stabilization, and then anger, mourning, grief, and, boy, that process by which you can then let go of some of the pain and move into post-traumatic growth. Now, I am so... Super excited today to be talking with a woman who is doing amazing groups. She's running men's groups, and it, it started off as a kind of a help her heal group. And then, as as always, a good clinician knows how to make it her own. And so she's going to be talking about, um, you know, why did she decide to do this kind of work? This is hard work, and What are the requirements to being in her group? And uh, what has she found in terms of couples restoration? So Rebecca Mestis is going to be joining us on the call to talk about her two groups. And interestingly enough, she has a group called Two Freedom, which is a men's group. That focuses on faith based mindfulness, self compassion, and shame. Resiliency, right? Just what I was talking about earlier. And to connect, uh, where she works with partners individually as well as offering topical groups in addition to working with couples. So she's got a lot to share with us, and I want to welcome her to the show. Rebecca, thanks for joining us today. Well, hello, Carol. How are you today? I am good. It's sunny. It's, it's a nice day. And, you know, I just so thank you for, for being willing to talk about these groups that you started up and, and um, what your experience was with them because, you know, group work is so energizing and so supportive and it is just a wonderful vehicle to promote change. So tell me a little bit about how you became involved in working with betrayed partners and couples? Oh, yes. Well, I spent um, spent the majority of my career as a trauma and attachment specialist, and I was serving very severely traumatized individuals and families. And much like others before me, my work with partners and couples was birthed by my own journey as a wife who discovered her husband was a sex addict and an intimacy anorexic. So this was at a time in my life when even as a clinician, I didn't even know there was such a thing, um, but I knew trauma. And so it was a bizarre thing for me as a trauma therapist to suddenly realize I was in the midst of severe trauma and coming to a place where, where I needed help and I began searching. So after suffering some institutional trauma from well-meaning therapists, I learned that addicts' need a sexual addiction therapist, and partners need a partner specialist. And as you know, Carol, I'm, I'm APSATS trained uh, to work with partners in the multidimensional partner trauma model, and it was a struggle to find people locally with those credentials um, so that I knew that one day I would want to be part of the solution for others who would be going down the same road. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and so you kind of offer it all because you have it all. You've got a lot of different kinds of training. Um, tell us a little bit about the services that you offer. Yes, um, I work, of course, with betrayed, uh, excuse me, betrayed partners. But I'm really excited. I'm going to start with some of the couples work because I'm really excited about that. And, okay. Um, I've been working with couples using, you know, the couple-centered model. And I also have um, topical studies that can be done with a couple or in a group setting. Um, and you mentioned earlier To connect is the group that I started, and I, I ran that this summer. And basically, To connect um, was, was bred and born out of the work that you, that you put out for us um, in the Helper Heal Guide um, workbook that you put out for couples. And so I began using that. And uh, while I'm not trained as a sex addiction therapist, Again, I enjoy working with the couples, and so I don't usually work individually with men. But I have a passion, and so I I divided, or excuse me, developed the 12 week group called To Connect. Mm-hmm. I use your book, and I first work with the men for a couple of weeks, and we're learning about empathy and affirmation, which is going to help her heal. And then, of course, you know these are the foundational steps to rebuilding trust and healing for the couple. And one of the greatest challenges that come up for these guys is shame. And the addict will very, very quickly go to shame and then return to those old coping skills and habits. Then more hurt occurs and then the relationship is damaged even more. So through the course, the addict is learning some shame, resiliency, and vulnerability to help or heal without going to shame. And then concurrently, while working with the addict, um, the partners are also working and so they're meeting together with me, and we're working on healing their hearts so that they can be in the place where they can be ready to come together um, with, you know, with their, their partner or their spouse in, in the last few weeks of the course. And they begin implementing in vivo all of the school skills that they have learned throughout the coursework. Wow, that's incredible. And so what have you learned about the partners that join this group? I mean, how, how is that different than just having a men's group? Well, what I, what I learned about, um, about the group, and especially working with the men, is that um, the shame was very great. And in some cases, the shame is too great to actually get there, to get to the place where they can have vulnerability and lean in and, and empathy. And so uh, what I discovered is that sometimes, add, sometimes he needs just a little bit more work around this before he's ready to do the Two Connect group. And so out of that was born another group. And so, um, so I'm going to be starting up another group that I call Two Freedom because this is the way to freedom from shame. And it's a men group, and this will be just men, that will focus on uh, basically faith-based mindfulness, self-compassion, and shame resiliency. And so this can be a precursor to the two connect group, or it can stand alone on its own, whatever the person needs. But this, this, um, you know, this this one has the partner component in that—not that the partner's with with him in the group, but that as we're going through some of this work and we're discussing things and situations that come up in the group, they're hearing a—you know—I'm facilitating the understanding of the partner's perspective, because that is a focus in my treatment. Mm-hmm. and so you know you mentioned shame resiliency tell our listening audience what you believe shame resiliency is and how one can accomplish that well that's a that's a deep subject right there and there's a lot of folks out there that are that talk about shame and have a lot of information out, uh, about shame I, I love renee brown's work and and some others and um and so shame, shame, <laughs> shame is a thing that will just stop you in the water, dead in the water, um, put you to death in a way, um, because it will just debilitate you and not allow you to move forward in any way. It, it takes you to that, that place where um, I'm not good, I'm horrible at the very core of my being, and it shuts, it shuts men down. It prevents us from using the gifts that we've been given and doing the things that would allow us to, to thrive, and so, interestingly, being vulnerable and having empathy is the cure. It's like the vaccine for shame. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah. um, so helping, yeah, so helping helping these guys get to a place where they can where they can do that. It, it does take courage. It's going you have to be a little bit courageous to be vulnerable, and and uh, show that empathy. But that's the inoculation for shame. And so we, we go through a, a lot of work to um to learn about shame and learn some skills and and get there and some of that um starts around um you know the self-compassion work that they have to do for themselves so there's mindfulness and self-compassion that are it's coupled with that so that they can they can learn that they're okay and be accepting of themselves and move forward from from where they're at got it okay so what I heard you saying is that in teaching shame resiliency, you're also going to teaching, be teaching men how to be um, more vulnerable. Yes. Okay. And that makes so much sense to me. I mean, and yet it's hard to talk and teach vulnerability. So what might you do? What might an exercise be or... Um, how might you do that with a group? Well, with a group, um, especially if it's just men, it's a little bit different. <laughs> when you have yeah. when you have a couple's group, you can easily orchestrate that. And so in a group setting, we can use each other in talking about situations, and, and they can bring their uh, real-life situations into the group and talk about them. We can sort of break that down and talk about, you know, maybe do some role-playing and how could you do this different? This is what happened, and that was the outcome. So let's, let's redo this. Let's do a rewind, and let's redo this. How could you do this different? And really work on those and practicing them so that, that next time they have sort of a, uh, a practice to, okay, I, I'm going to try this thing. And even if it's scripted, for them at, the, at first, even if they have to write down little notes so that next time something comes up, you know, I find from, from the partners, that even when it's rough and they're trying really hard, that's amazing compared to not trying at all. Oh, 100%. And I love the fact that you said, you know, bring it into the group and talk about it. You know, one of the things that I really do in my empathy group for men is I have them channel the wife and speak to the addict and say what she really would have liked to have heard or what she really needed. And that always helps them to then say, yeah, why did I react so defensively when I really should have said, I know I caused you this pain, but that hurt my feelings. You know, that made me feel sad. I I felt really inferior there. All those vulnerability statements that men have been taught to hide, not to show. That's right. That's right. That's, that's a shame of the societal norm for us. You know, at two and three years old, these, these young men are being told to suck it up and don't cry and big boys don't cry. And so from the very, very early beginnings of their life, they're told not to show and express emotion. You know, the interesting thing about that is as a trauma therapist is that you can't shut off one emotion. If you're going to shut off emotions, they all get shut off. And so... Here we have the problem. Oh, absolutely. So now let me see if I've got this straight because I really want my listening audience to know that you're out there and that you've got these groups available. Okay. How many groups are you offering this fall? So this fall, um, starting um, in Actually, late December is when they'll when they'll start. I'll be starting up right. the both of the, the both of the the two groups, so the two Connect and the two Freedom groups for men, and then the two Connect for for couples. So we'll be starting that up, and then I'm also running a group for for women. I do they do have work for the betrayed partner as well, and I do have some women's groups. So I'll be running those as well. Um, I'm doing a Healing Hearts group, which is a support group for women facing, you know, the relational betrayal in their lives, and it's exclusively for women, and women who are still together with their with their partner and, um, you know, wanting to move forward in that direction, and so so working with them as well. I do have other groups that will be coming up, and all of this work that I do, boundary work, um, you know, our Courageous Heart group is really fun because that's that's. Um, Basically, it's what what is gaslighting anyway? So talking about gaslighting and narcissistic abuse and, you know, different insidious forms of emotional and psychological abuse and, uh, you know, how to to get out of that, how to teach yourself how to avoid that. And so all of those will be coming up and uh, all of the information will be on my website so they can check there or they can call me directly to get information. In addition, any of this information, if you just want to be seen individually and not in a group, we can work on that as well. Okay, so remind everybody of your website. What is your website address? My website address is www.becomingyou.coach. So it's www.becomingyou.coach. Okay, and if you don't mind, hand out your number just in case people wanted to call you after reviewing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm at 505-215-4784. And so, obviously, they can go to your website, they can kind of review the groups, they can decide which one looks like it might be the best fit. And, you know, one of the things that I know oftentimes happens is that as people are looking at the group, they're thinking, now, are there any requirements to be in this group? I mean should I be so far along in my journey or are these for newbies or gosh, I've been in recovery 10 years. So are there any requirements to be in the group? They are all for some. It depends on where you are in your treatment. And so for the couples group, um, definitely for the couples group, we're looking for, um, for the, the addict to have really good sobriety and be working his recovery plan before he starts that work. Um, He'll need that as a good, solid foundation to actually be able to do the work. And now if you're not quite there um, or, you, or shame is just such a huge thing and you just really need some extra shame work before you go into that, the Two Freedom group is the perfect place for you because, again, that's just the men, and you get to focus on faith-based mindfulness, self-compassion, and that shame resiliency and is a great precursor to the Two Connect group. Yeah, so, you know, being a trauma specialist, I know – that you know how important mindfulness and focusing and really figuring out how to quiet the mind is to recovery and also the couple's work. So share a little bit about your mindfulness work with addicts and maybe even partners. Yeah. Interestingly, yes, we do that kind of across the board. <laughs> we absolutely mm-hmm. do. And, you know, I love it because a lot of time it's called a mindfulness practice. And I love the word practice because if you stop and you think about what do you practice? Well, a musician practices something because they want to be a really good guitar player or drummer or whatever, you know, and an artist practices, they draw. So, and a sports player, you know, they'll practice their sport because they want to be good at what they're doing. Mindfulness is the same thing. It's something that we've sort of lost along the way and it's, it's a time for you to sort of stop and quiet yourself. And I know a lot of people are very familiar with with mindfulness, but what that does for you on a neurological level is it helps you stop and slow down. So you, especially when you're going through something so traumatic and so heart-wrenching, your feelings are all across the board. Before you know, you're you're triggered. And so then you go and you fly with that trigger, and then you're dysregulated, and, you know, and, and there's a lot of chaos. And so helping yourself slow down, and practice breathing slowly, and practicing some of the the things that you know that I'll be teaching, then they're able to just get to a calm place, and they're able to stop and think and breathe. So it's a matter of being calm enough to respond rather than react. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of the things I love about mindfulness is that mindfulness can help reduce stress and racing thoughts, and ruminating thoughts. And it can also help to prevent it the more, as you indicated, one practices it. And so do you actually do the techniques in this group? Yes. Yes, we actually practice them a little bit in class. And then, and then you know, their assignment is to go home and, and, and do it as well. And, you know, we don't start out with a whole lot of time. You know, it's, a, it's hard to start something new because we lead very busy lives. But anybody can do something for five minutes. And so usually we start really small like that. And even just doing something for five minutes a day, you're able to just really change um, drastically how, how you react and you respond to things and how you experience just your life on a daily basis, just with just five minutes a day. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I can hear that you've got a passion for this work, and I really believe you have a passion for everything that you do. So let me ask you, um, the Two Connect group, that's a 12-week group, correct? Yes. Okay, and so what have you added to that in addition to my Help Her Heal that has kind of made it your own. Well, the interesting thing is that um, we just teaching a lot of them about um, some of the neurobiology of trauma to help them understand not only themselves and where they're at, but more importantly, a lot about what's going on with their spouse. You know, and and. That what's happening with her is absolutely one hundred percent (laughs) normal, even though it doesn't seem normal Mm -hmm. for what she's experiencing. And teaching them how to how helping her heal in this way, how that's going to affect her in a a very positive way, and actually help her heal by doing the relational connecting. You know, it's going to bring her to a say a place where she experiences safety. She experiences validation, and when you begin to have those let's say experiences because, you know, she's been getting stress and she's been getting maybe some, you know, some gaslighting. This has been really unsafe. So she begins to experience it differently and noticing that she's experiencing differently. And then, then the nervous system calms. you know, the rewiring starts to shift. And so, you know, it's consistency over time and you begin to heal. And the most beautiful thing is then you begin to heal together Oh, exactly, and it's that connection, that coming together and healing that promotes a closeness and an intimacy that they have not had for a long time. Now, Mm -hmm. if you were going to identify um, a partner's greatest pain, you know, what in a partner's experience has given her the most shame or pain, what would you say that is? The well, most shame one hundred percent across the board when I, i've been working with women is is the untruth is the lies and then more lies um, it, they are they are very um, even though it's painful and it hurts and they're wounded to a to a enormous degree they're willing to they're willing to stay they want their they want their relationship to be good and work and and but it's the lies, it's the repeated lies over and over and over again that is so, so detrimentally painful. It's, it's, like, it's like handing them a grenade every time. Yes, and isn't it interesting that obviously lying and deceit and dishonesty is at the foundation for sex addiction anyway? So the very thing that is the building block for addiction is the very thing that she has difficulty trusting. She can't trust his truth because of all the lies that brought about the betrayal. Um, You know, there is no doubt that honesty is such an important component to empathy and you were talking honesty with vulnerability, but we know, you and I, that an addict has to be honest with everything. Um, I once had a man who was into fitness, and he ate healthily all the time, and he had had a really stressful day, and he went, <laughs> believe it or not, he went to a White Castle And he got six Mm. hamburgers. (laughs) And he ate them really fast. And then he made sure to throw them away in the trash can. And he came in. He was so embarrassed that he ate the White Castle because that was not his M.O., if you will. So he comes in, and he wasn't able to kiss his wife. They were not in the place where they were kissing yet. But he walked in, and he said hi, and he walked past her, and she said, did you eat? And he goes, no, I haven't eaten yet. And she goes, well, you smell like White Castle. And he goes, (laughs) well, White Castle, no. You know I wouldn't eat like that. And he said, the minute I said that, I thought to myself, please, dear God, don't let her find the White Castle because I don't need to be lying about this, but I am lying, and this will take her back. It will take her down. Well, you can imagine what she did. She was beginning to trust herself again. And it's pretty hard to hide the aroma of White Castles. So she turned right back around, went right into her car that she said was asphyxiated with the smell, which took her right to the trash can in the garage, and there was the bag. With not four White Castles, which is what he has eaten in the past, but six. And it did. It set her back, not because he lied to her about what he ate, but because he would lie to her about his life in general. And so I know that in men's groups, we really use the other men to be empathy containers for the man that goes, it shouldn't have been a big deal. It was just a white castle. Or, You know, I was only six minutes late. I didn't think I'd need to call her. Or all the little things that he actually can do to make a difference in their relationship. I'm sure you've had some of those same experiences. Have you not? Yes, we have. So you use the men to, to be barometers for empathy. I know you do because I've had men in your group, and by the way, the men that I've had in your group absolutely love both how you communicate to them and how you support them because it's pretty obvious that even though you're not a sex addiction therapist, you've got their backs. If they're doing the right thing, you want to take them to the next level. That's That's awesome. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Are any of these men your clients I mean do they have to be your clients before they join the group not at all no in fact the the work that I do across the state lines of course that's a coaching capacity and so they don't have to be a previous client they can come in what I do find is sometimes people end up staying or they might stay for this service or that service but uh, whatever their needs are and if I'm able to help them I'm willing to do that that's great Okay, so again, uh, they can go to your website and they can take a look at your groups and then they can figure out which group might meet their needs the best and they can talk to you about that. Because if I'm not mistaken, you do talk to the guys before they officially join, do you not? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. We do go through kind of a, an assessment of sorts to, to get to know each other where are you and, and make sure that we're making the right decision and the right fit for where he and, and um, you know, his partner is in the moment. I also typically have an option on the website as well for um, for a quick inquiry call, call so they could sign up for that to get more information so we can have a, a conversation and they can ask any questions that they might have. So that website again is www.becomingyou.com Coach, correct? Yes. And they can email you at two connect group at gmail dot com. Yes. And if you if you go to her website, you'll see a big picture of Rebecca um, and her philosophy about you know, being, being a betrayal trauma therapist for partners and couples and the coaching and the counseling that she does. And it's like she understands the stressors in your life So she's more than happy to help you build the life that you desire. You have a downloadable PDF, I Became Me Again. So share a little bit about that downloadable. What's that about? Um, it 's it's just kind of a, a story <laughs> that 's uh, made up um, closely related to some of my own story and 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 the journey that people will be on as they are sort of just discovering where am I going how i making sense of this because there is a lot happening <laughs> in your life when you're going through on this journey and you know what what 's real and what isn 't and sifting through the pieces and finding truth and finding yourself and that 's that's becoming me again. And that's, that's what that's about, finding yourself. And no matter what happens, we don't know our course. We don't know our path. We don't know our future. But we know that when we get to the other side, no matter what that is, you've got to be okay. And so the journey is about making sure you're okay no matter what. Okay. And I get that. And you know, people love downloadables. Now the thing is, We are going to be airing this show in about three weeks, and your website is currently under construction, but it should be up in the next three weeks, right? Yes, it should. Excellent. Well, is there anything that you want to say to our listening audience who may be wondering is a group for me. You know, groups can be kind of intimidating. You and I know they're some of the, the easiest ways of learning a concept, but if they're a little nervous about that, what would you say? Well, groups um, provide an amazing platform so that you can absolutely 100% be supported and understand in real life that you are not alone. Because this journey can be very lonely. Who do you tell? Who do you talk to? You know, people can judge you. People cannot be your friends. And so that's really hard. And so a group allows you to be supported by other women who get you because they're going through Mm -hmm. what you're going through. Yeah, and the situation may not be identical or, or the same, but the thread is the same. And they get you without saying a word, and that is tremendously empowering and supportive. Now, I know that sometimes coming right out of the gate, maybe you're not ready for a group, and that's okay. If you're not ready for a group, we can we can work together for a while until you are. And if you would just um, tell our listening audience a little bit about abces since you said that you're a part of that membership, you've been certified. What do you think about appsats.org? What do I think about it? Oh my gosh, appsats.org saved my life, <laughs> and that's that's the yeah. honest truth. Um, yeah, I, it was the first when I discovered when I discovered appsats, and I discovered that it was a thing, and and I wasn't feeling crazy. And I found someone who spoke my language and understood where I was coming from. It was just amazing, and also the huge piece is that. You know, Absatz believes that we're in the midst of trauma, and it's the truth. And, again, coming from my background as a trauma therapist and finding myself there, the minute they said that, I said, oh, my gosh, finally someone understands where I'm at. You know, and I didn't know how to fix myself. You you know, you can't treat yourself. (laughs) But I just knew that it was trauma, and I needed help desperately. And so in a very literal sense, um, it you know, absatz saved my life oh i that's such a personal endorsement, and they're so partner sensitive that it, it definitely makes a difference in how we treat partners and even couples because although apsat is not it doesn't teach you how to work specifically with the sex addicts. what you and I both know is that you can't do couples therapy with a couple who hasn't had a good amount of um recovery a good amount of the procedures that help build in safety like a disclosure an emotional impact letter maybe a restitution letter what help her heal does and what it sounds like your groups do is help help both men and women recognize what's needed needed to rebuild the foundation of trust so rebecca i think that's absolutely you so much. correct yeah, you are an inspiration. And, you know, like I said, my clients have thought the world of you. And it when I was talking to Patrick Carnes and I asked him, I said, hey, Patrick, do you think it matters that I'm a woman and I, I'm going to be working with sex addicts? He said, actually, Carol, I think it's it's much more beneficial to be a woman and work with sex addicts. and And the sex addicts that you have worked with, really feel your support and partners uh, feel that connection of she gets me. And that's what, what really makes a difference in their healing. So thank you so much for doing this work. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm, I'm honored to walk alongside people in their journey. Hmm. Anything else you want to add uh, before we, we end the show? Um, I think nothing. Nothing. Um, can't think of anything, you know, other than to remind people that I am a faith-based counselor. Um, you know, that's the foundation of who I am, and so just wanted you to know that in advance, so wouldn't take you by surprise later. But as you log onto my website and take a look, you'll be able to see that as well. Yes, and that is something that is so important to you. And to many other people, too. And I remember asking you, so do you reference faith a lot? And I, I do believe you said to me, I do reference it for sure. It's not a faith-based group, but I reference faith because it's important to me. Is that not true? That is true, yes. Mhm. Okay, well, keep doing good work. And, again, I thank you so much for helping men heal, helping partners heal, and having the courage to work alongside couples because this can be tough work. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. And remember, Rebecca said she wants to help you the life you deserve. And who does that sound like? That sounds like me. Because, you know, I say at the end of every show that I want, I want you to create the life you deserve because I do believe no matter what trauma, no matter what drama, it is absolutely um, your responsibility to figure out what you need to make your life um, feel whole and safe again. And, you know, that can feel very, very daunting. But at the same time, what we know is that when you do that, it brings about a lot of assuredness that you're actually getting better and you actually have grown from this horrible ordeal. And that is so important too. Hey, if you're looking for free resources, I want to remind you that you can go to my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach, and sign up for the 2020 Choose Connection Summit. Um, It's October 15th through the 18th, and it's on Embracing Intimacy. So sign up for that workshop, and we'll see you soon. Just remember, there will only be one of you at all times. So fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Talk to you soon.